I believe that Australia needs to move forward with an acknowledgement of our Indigenous history, our true history. I feel embarrassed by the absence of recognition in our constitution of the Indigenous nation which has existed for 60,000 years. In fact, this really bothers me. As does celebrating Australia Day on the 26th of January, this being the date which England commenced the colonisation of our land. Not to mention the existence of the Union Jack, a British emblem on our national flag. Therefore, as, as an Australian, my constitution and our national flag offend me. Both these symbols are English. Notations on the British Empire, which no longer exists, by the way, and neither are Australian. I find both to be insults to our Indigenous sisters and brothers, and an insult to any fair-minded non-Indigenous Australian as well. In my role with the HDIC and the Talking Inclusion podcast, I speak to such things, and when I do, two things seem to happen. One, overwhelming support. Lots and lots of people speak to their agreement. But also, two, frequent aggression and personally insulting messages from primarily middle-aged white Australian men, rejecting my views and in doing so questioning my intelligence and character. I'm often told by these people to get a life and I'm often told by these people that I have no understanding of true Australian history. They make comments like, but where would they be without us? Well, to be honest, they would still have sovereignty over the land in which they have lived for many millennia. Maybe even live in a land that has not been ravaged by thoughtless development and ignorant agricultural practice. The anger, aggression and personal insults my view on these subjects attract are telling me many Australians still believe in the spirit of a long-gone colonial empire. Not the truth, not reconciliation, inclusion or the future. They are locked into a worldview which is no longer relevant. They are hanging on to the past and the lies of the past and the wrongs of the past. There seems to be a noticeable percentage of Australians who still speak to the ignorance and prejudice which I observed in our country when I was growing up in the 60s and 70s, which is many decades ago now. It's a long time ago now. As we often say at the HDIC and on the Talking Inclusion podcast, the time has come. Hashtag the time has come. They gathered at the 2017 National Constitutional Convention, coming from all points of the southern sky, to make this statement from the heart. Our Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander tribes were the first sovereign nations of the Australian continent and its adjacent islands, and possessed it under their own laws and customs. This their ancestors did, according to the reckoning of the culture, from the creation, according to the common law, from time, immemorial, 
and according to science, more than 60,000 years ago. This sovereignty is a spiritual notion. The ancestral tie between the land, or Mother Nature, and the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who were born therefrom, remain attached thereto, and must one day return hither to be united with their ancestors. This link is the basis of the ownership of the soil, or better, of sovereignty. It has never been ceded or extinguished, and coexists with the sovereignty of the Crown. How could it be otherwise that peoples possess the land for 60 millennia and this sacred link disappears from world history in merely the last 200 years? With substantive constitutional change and structural reform, we believe this ancient sovereignty can shine through as a fuller expression of the Australian nationhood. Proportionately, they are the most incarcerated people on the planet. But they are not an innately criminal people. Their children are alienated from their families at unprecedented rates. But this cannot be because they have no love for them. An Indigenous youth language in detention in obscene numbers. And they should be our hope for the future. These dimensions of our shared crisis tell plainly the structural nature of the problem. This is the torment of their powerlessness. We seek constitutional reforms to empower their peoples and take a rightful place in their own country. When they have power over their destiny, their children will flourish. They will walk in two worlds and their culture will be a gift to the country. We call for the establishment of a First Nations voice enshrined in the Constitution. Makarata is the culmination of this agenda. The coming together after a struggle. It captures aspirations for a fair and truthful relationship with the people of Australia and a better future for their children based on justice and self-determination. Together, we seek a Makarata Commission to supervise a process of agreement-making between governments and First Nations and truth-telling about our history. In 1967, Indigenous were counted. In 2017, they sought to be heard. They have left base camp and have started their trek across this vast country. They invite all of us to walk with them in a movement of the Australian people for a better future. Totally. I used to say, um, theatre, um, art imitates life, sport imitates work. I, I've never understood it until now, Bill, but now I understand why people like sport. <laughs> I've converted you. No, you haven't. No. I'll, buy, I'll buy you a, a, a Knights jersey for your next birthday. I still fucking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> What's been on your mind lately? Oh, well, you know, as you know... Um, uh, matters to deal to to do with white Australia's relationship with our indigenous history. Yeah, as you know, as you know, I was very moved this morning when I heard the story of the autistic boy who had been beaten up 
in Newcastle by six yeah. teenage boys. Mm. I, I was um, driving from Newcastle to Curry when I heard the story on the radio and I actually had to pull over and, um, and collect myself because I suppose, you know, we're, we're parents, you know, we know yeah. what it's like when you... Because the story was that um, um, he was going off for, to be independent. He was having a walk, 12-year-old autistic boy. Um, or should I say a 12-year-old boy with a lived experience of autism, was um, spreading his wings and showing some independence and had asked his parents if it was okay if he could walk from his home to Nobby's Beach and, and didn't come home because some dickheads set upon him. I was, I was very much moved by that. And because, um, um, I, I don't know, I, I don't believe that we're not a kind people. Uh, I don't believe that we're not a kind society, but I think we've lost our way over the last 20 or 30 years because of our own prosperity. I think we spend too much time talk, thinking about renovations and, and um, house prices um, and not um, the plight of our fellow people. You know, it's, it's very interesting when you sort of have the, sort of the, the national... Um, sort of disasters of floods and and fires you know we quickly respond appropriately as as people but there's uh, tragedies um, and disasters happening within our community every day and I think um, I think the fact that we've we've gone from a nation of working class people to a nation of middle class people has has distracted us from kindness we are kind and we're good people, but we've been distracted. But at the same time, we have the lingering cloud of our relationship with our Indigenous history. Yeah. And I think the sooner we as a nation and we as a people um, acknowledge the existence of 60,000 years of the Indigenous nation in our history, the sooner. I think the sooner we draw a line in the sand, come together, uh, unite reconcile, um, speak the truth, and move forward the better. Yeah. I think it would be liberating for our people. And I said this to you the other day, and I must repeat myself, I, I am in awe of the dignity of our Indigenous sisters and brothers. Um, yeah. You know, at the end of the day, they deal with what's happened to them over the last 200 or so years with dignity and grace. Um, they forgive us, uh, we just won't accept the truth. And I think the sooner we do that, you know, as one nation together, the better. There's yeah. been a, um, I was reading this morning in ABC News about a recent academic study into the our history of um, massacres. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's really... Um, Interesting and also mm. incredibly depressing. Yeah. Mm. They're uncovering more and more mm. um, organised massacres of mm. Aboriginal populations mm. all around the country, especially in um, Northern Territory and Western Australia, but everywhere nonetheless. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. And why Australia gets so precious about things like statues and... You go to Sydney, for example, and everything's Macquarie this, Macquarie that, Macquarie Street, Macquarie Square. I'm sure there's a few statues of Macquarie around the place. But if you understand the true history, 
of Macquarie and how he dealt with various Indigenous communities around the state. We shouldn't name anything after him at all. Yeah. And I think we should be at peace with that. Yeah. Um, you know, Rolf Harris, for example, was a national hero. Yeah. Um, you know, there was no bigger star in Australia than Rolf Harris mm, mm. at a certain time in our history. Yeah. 50s, 60s, 70s, something like that. No more like international that. star, yeah. No, that's yeah. right. Yeah, world-renowned. But we don't have any problem in acknowledging that he was a twerp. Yeah. And moving on. A piece of shit. Yeah. C word comes to mind. You know, we need to understand our history, the truth of our history. Indigenous people, you know, always make reference to truth-telling and it's it's so profound so profound yes truth telling should relate to everything yes we should always talk to talk the truth and the reason we don't talk the truth correct me if i'm wrong is self-interest to protect our self-interest um yeah it's time to move on <laughs> well how can any society exist for very long unless it's dedicated to truth yeah i always say to caitlin you know truth is everything um uh trust is everything with trust you can do anything you can achieve anything Mm. if we trust each other yeah you know we can move mountains Mm. but without trust you can't achieve anything meaningful at the end of the day and this is where i have great respect for the dignity of our indigenous sisters and brothers because because they forgive us they forgive us for what we've done which is incredible i'm I, i think australia is lucky i I'm not an Indigenous man. I wouldn't have the dignity uh, and the poise that our Indigenous brothers and sisters have. Yes. I, 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 yeah. I understand what you're saying, and I've, I've often had the same thought myself. Mm. Exactly the same thought. But you know, look, look what we've done to our land in 200 years. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, the stupid stuff we've done. We've shown no respect for the land that we live in, be it, you know, development, property development or... Or the Murray-Darling Basin. Murray-Darling Basin. (laughs) Make me think of Barnaby Joyce. Or, yeah, even the existence of Barnaby Joyce. (laughs) That's like a blight on the the Australian environment. (laughs) I can feel feel some political satire coming on, Jody. But yet, for 60,000 years, the Indigenous people lived as one, you know, at peace, mm. you know, a deep relationship with the land. Yes. yes. White Australia doesn't have that. No. You know. Far from that. No, it no, doesn't no. even have the remotest um, understanding of that. that we, don't, we don't have that spiritual connection with that the That mode land. of existence, that, yeah. that dedication to truth, yeah. that integrity. Yeah. Know. And what do we do when we've fucked up the climate and, you know, have... Ravaging bushfires, we go back to our Indigenous peoples and seek their guidance and advice on how mm. we manage the land better to avoid catastrophe. Yeah, we, these conversations of ours, like, we're not going around, hopefully, in endless circles of criticism. What we want to see is improvement and change, isn't it? Yes. That's, that's what we want to see. Yes. And so, in a way, in a sense, it's positive because we're aiming... Where our destination is a positive one. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're whinging because it can be a catalyst for change, you know, yeah. dissatisfaction with the past and with the present. Yeah. That's how else can you reach that epiphany whereby you, you, you actually change your, your, the way you do things? Yeah. Your MO. And I sense, you know, play 
play what I'm about to say back in late May 2022. But I sense that the Australian people are, are about to demand better leadership. Oh, God, I hope so. Yeah. Not apologists for the wrongs of the past. You know, not people who want to preserve the mistakes of the past. You know, people who have a vision for the future. People who see all the peoples of Australia as as one people. You yeah. Know, living together in peace, in harmony. Yeah. You know, with our environment as much as is humanly possible in the modern world. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they say this about the human race, that the human race is the... Um, is the the only form of life which destroys the environment in which it lives. But that's not being fair to all Indigenous people no. around the world because Indigenous peoples have lived at, as, as one, yeah. you know, with the their The dominant, most aggressive um, sort of um, contingent of the human race has taken over the world. That's, that's, yeah. that's, what it, that's, the, that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. I will declare that... When the day comes that I can refer to our current Prime Minister as an ex-Prime Minister, the the milky bars are on me. Yeah, okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Is milky bar a euphemism for something? It can be whatever peop- anybody wants. <laughs> I'll shout them in. <laughs> Two milky bars, thanks. You, you can have three, Jordy. All right, three milky Just bars. Just because I like you. Thanks, Bill. Just because I like you. Three milky bars, man. <laughs> right in my mouth. <laughs> No, no, because I like you so much, Geordie, I'm going to buy you five milky bars. Oh, thanks, Bill. You can stick one in each ear, one in each nostril, one in your mouth, and, no, hang on, I'm going to buy you six milky bars. (laughs) (laughs) I can feel it right now. I'll come round on the night when Sally's out. Sal, you know, you think it's about time you saw your mum, isn't it? Special announcement, I suppose. Um, the Hunter Diversity and Inclusion Collective um, uh, were recently recently gained um, registered Australian charity status. That's um, great. And all the bits and bobs Fantastic. that go along with that. So um, the the collective, the movement, uh, the vibe is now a formal Australian charity. Yeah, but it's such good news. That's big news. Yeah, it is. It is. It is good. The mm. the, the recognition. I I put a put a challenge out there, and I think this might be a bit of a safe challenge. I would just like to know if there are any other registered charities in Australia who represent everybody. Mm. Because we represent everyone. Inclusion meets everyone. And it was suggested to me um, when we were going through that process that, you know, all the wonderful charities that exist in Australia tend to exist for a cause um, and a, a cause for peoples, certain people or groups of people or communities of people. And uh, we exist to represent um, the need for equity, access and opportunity for all Australians, irrespective of their demographic and um, 
I stand to be corrected, and I hope to be corrected, actually, but I don't know. I've got a sneaking suspicion that we are unique, and it's a uniqueness which um, fills me full of joy. Yeah. Yeah. And the awards are, you know, um, I don't know. I, I, I sometimes hope that people, because of the fun that we have, I hope that people, people don't think that, the awards and the award ceremony is not, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, there's a reverence to it. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And I think like, I think like we last we, year. We don't have to be solemn for something to have um, reverence. No. And I think diversity and inclusion and everything that goes with it is something to be celebrated. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, you just look at the people who received the awards last year and, um, they were just wonderful people, wonderful groups of people, wonderful organisations, just doing marvellous things. Yeah. And just just wonderful, wonderful people. Yeah, and just the, the opportunity to celebrate um, the cool things that people are doing around yeah. around the place. And I think it's just a celebration of putting others before ourselves yeah. as well and celebrating our differences. That's right. Celebrating curiosity. Yes. Uh, all of those wonderful things. Yeah, well put. Yep. I left something out there. Yeah, no, do it again. I was going to tell you to do it again anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> do it again. <laughs> if you're going to push me around, push me around. Soft and gentle. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Sally be going, oh, those boys are up to it again. <laughs> I can't leave them alone for a second. Please. <laughs> <sighs> 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 Open a window. I'm starting, I'm starting to feel hot. Yeah.